This podcast is brought to you by nbs.fm, the no bullshit podcast network. Hey guys, before we get into today's show, I just want to send a very quick personal message to one person. Um, congrats on bouncing back from your glory again a moment. Speak to you soon, buddy. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of The Startup Diary. I'm Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow. And if this is your first time listening to the show, this is where we share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it truly takes to build a business. Over the last seven years, we've gone from an idea, bootstrapped the business, raised some funding from some angels, then raised some venture capital, and we've made a number of mistakes along the way, and this podcast is to help you avoid making those same mistakes. If this is your first time here, don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hey guys, and welcome to season five of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Merge, and two, I'm going to go right, Sam Wilcox. Hey, how's it going? Going pretty well, thank you. <laughs> and across the table, interview style, we have Adam Callow. <laughs> hey guys, it's good to be back. This, just to really set the scene, so. Um, paint, paint a picture. We're in the studio, and we haven't done this in a while, and we've sat down, and these two are opposite me. <laughs> Looking fairly formal. Sam doesn't often look formal, but he's got a beady look in his eye today and he's making me think. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I really feel a little bit under the under the gun here because it feels like proper interview style. And that's not what today's about, is it, guys? This isn't one of those we need to have a tough conversation, we've decided to record it. Moments. Well, we've been, reviewing, it we've been reviewing your contributions to the company and uh, <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> Sell me this pen. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> we're not doing this. Um... Where do you want to go with this? Because I, no, I, I just want to be honest. I just feel energized again to get back on the mics. Mm-hmm. Um, and Should we start with why we stopped? Yeah, probably. Sure. probably Let's go- not dwell on it too much in case we end up down a rabbit hole, but maybe just like refresh people's memories for people that are still with us. Where we went, why we, uh, why we left them in the dark during these very dark times. <laughs> Wow, very sobering, didn't he? Um, I'm just a realist guy. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll share it from, from my side. Um, I think two things. Um, probably three, actually. <laughs> Let me list them for you. Uh, um, firstly, there's just a lot of shit going on in the business. Yep. And I just have to prioritize that. There's just a lot of, lot of moving parts right now. Um, business is significantly, cha- significantly changing over the last five, six months for obvious reasons. Um, and that's just took my attention. Um, and I think with it taking my attention into new areas, I kind of showed up to the podcast when we tried to sit down a couple of times to record. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of slipped into this mindset of having to show up with answers. I didn't have any. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think showing up behind the mics without answers kind of just made me feel a bit shit, which kind of leads on to the third point, which was it just ended up draining the life out of me. Like I just didn't have the energy for it's it. It's like another guilt while you... Yeah, I'm just like... <sighs> trying to work this out in the business and <laughs> now you want me to talk about it on the mics <laughs> see like, that wound let's just pour some more salt in there <laughs> yeah so they're my three things lots of change in the business not having any answers and then showing up to try and talk about having no answers just drain me yeah um yeah that's really it really uh, and i guess the reason that i'm back i don't have any answers for you guys just so you know um but i think we just had some really cool chats with the network um yeah Sorry, go on. I was going to say, um, probably a bit of context. We might have some listeners that don't know. Like the network is like a private community. Um, but it kind of came from this podcast, uh, sort of like, I don't know, 10, 15 business owners. Um, 
And if you guys are interested in like being part of that network, just just head over to mbs.fm forward slash network. All the information's there. But you'll hear you'll hear me talk about it a little bit on this show specifically because kind of just hung out there a lot recently in the last couple of months and just yeah because we we didn't actually stop uh, streaming into the group, did we? At that point, so we've been speaking with the network weekly. It's just the podcast that we stopped at that time. Yeah, which has been amazing for me personally from a mindset perspective. Like the podcast is like us in a in a room talking about what's going on. Whereas the network's a place for other business owners to share what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes you realize you're not a snowflake. Shit's going on. There's other people going through this too. And speaking to other people and hashing it out, like last week's call that we had, yeah, um, phenomenal. Like really enjoyed it. I got a lot off my chest. Feels like we helped the member out. It was the exact reason that we started in the first place. And from that, I kind of realized don't really need to have the answers. If I need mm-hmm. support, I can go into the group and if I just want to share what's going on, I can talk about it here. Uh, and all of that started to fire up these little ideas of, well, there's this challenge that I'm facing. Let's share this challenge on the podcast because other people might be going through it too. And it might lead to some good conversations. Like the people that we've met through the podcast, I don't want that to stop. So I just found like a new bit of energy and life for it. So mm-hmm. wanted to jump on and catch up and get back into season five, aka season fire. <laughs> 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 but like we were saying as well, um, I think it was last week. Sometimes you just need a little bit of a break, eh? You know, just recharge yeah. the batteries and gain a little bit of um, enthusiasm back for certain projects. Mm. I think everybody, I'm sure everybody faces that. I know I do from time to time in my own business. So, you know, sometimes the enthusiasm on certain projects wanes, especially when you've been doing it for so long. So it's having a little break away, coming back with that re reignited energy is always, I think, helpful, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um. I guess in terms of like some of the things that I'm happy to like talk about and guys just take this conversation wherever you want. I think most importantly for me today, it was getting the mics out and hit record like that old war cry we used to have, which will resonate with so many listeners, which is like take action or unsubscribe. This is my version of taking action. Doesn't need to be perfect. Let's just get on the mics, hit record. Get Bo- sh- both of the listeners will be happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess, so happy to talk about whatever you guys want to and t- sort of what's top of mind. I guess to share what's going on from an expert trades perspective, for those people that know our business, um, COVID's had quite a significant impact um, to us for a number of different things. It kind of came at a transition point anyway in the business. And it's really, it's really applied a lot of pressure internally to move quicker on our product roadmap. There's a lot of buzzwords there. What that really means is like, we had a plan to move into more of a, an e-commerce engine over the space of about two years. Because of the way that COVID's hit marketing budgets, we've had to bring that forward and do two years worth of work in six months, which is really challenging when your biggest constraint in the business is stuff that you can't control. For me, it's development resource. And we've got Mark, who's our CTO. He does a wonderful job, but he is constrained as well with like the amount of people that we have in, in his team. Mm. Um so it's just been constant change, like for me, yeah, and just trying to work that out. And like, I th- probably think the biggest thing that's kicked in for me, uh, two things we might want to share or dig into is the culture element of the business. Um, that's like a, um, I guess, like a worry for me. Uh, like moving to a remote team and keeping culture, mm. uh, and this, there's this trans- very transactional feel in the business which is broken down a bit by having like Danny in the in and the task force days. But that remote working thing, I'm still trying to navigate and get my head around. Um, that's like one piece of it. 
And the second piece of it, which I had like a point, which I can't remember because now I'm thinking about the culture thing. Well, to jump in on the culture thing, maybe just a little bit, I think you can't be too attached to how the culture was because the culture is different. There's still culture there, but it's a different type of culture. Mm-hmm. When you transition from and, you know, all, all people in the same room, that culture is going to be significantly different to a remote culture. It doesn't mean one's better than the other. They're just different. So I think maybe you're still trying to adjust to that. So I don't think you need to be so worried about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different kind of culture with more autonomy. Th- th- things feel a little bit more transactional. So you do have to try and make an effort to try and figure out how to inject those like sparks of entertainment or life back into a remote culture. But it's doable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it will never be the same as an in-person. It just won't. It's a different style of culture. People are left to their own devices and they crack on, do the work. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. I guess like on on the culture thing, like what's the biggest worry is that, is people's like is it the the culture around the work the and the um the effort put into the job and their output and stuff like that, or is it like the relationships between the teams and and supporting each other? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I guess just to put down a record, I have no concerns about the team's energy and input into the business, and I'm not just saying that. If I had a problem. I'd say I'm just concerned with output. Is that what our meeting is at five? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're the only one coming to the office so I can monitor your fucking output. No, <laughs> um, so the I guess there's two points. Is there's very few opportunities for the team to remember they're part of a team. Like hmm. we're not a big enough company to have departments, but like that people have gone back to being very siloed. Like I do this. I'm website uh, office verified. Da da da. And I'm trying to work out how to like cross-pollinate those teams, and task forces have helped with that. I think the real fear that um, that's kicking in is, I don't think I'm a good CEO in a remote-style company because it doesn't play to my strengths. So my strengths, from from a from a, a, like a an emotional intelligence perspective, being around people, I get a really good sense of what's going on. So my old coach used to think about when a CEO walks into a into a into his company, her company. You're kind of in tune with what's going on. You can just hear what's going on mm. and you can get a sense for the people that are stressed, where there's fires, where things are going well. And you can use that sense to go, actually, I'm going to go and tinker with this part of the engine today. Just think of it like an engine. Like where, when you go in, what part of the engine is making a bit more noise than it should, go and tinker with that and fix it. I think I'm pretty good at that. Um, I think I'm from a, from a team and person perspective, I would always get a sense for what's going on. And know where to focus my energy and support people. I'm struggling to do that now. Like I don't really know what's going on. So I think I either assume there's fires everywhere, which just keeps me anxious all the time. I'm like, fuck. Sorry, guys. Adam's watch is ringing. That's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. No edit. Phone down. Um, Sorry, sorry. Um, But that just kind of keeps me anxious all the time. Uh, As well as... I guess just my management. St- I've been. I've tried to develop my management style over the last couple of years, and it feels like it's kind of like all thrown off the fucking table now. It's like, well, yeah. reset. I now need to redevelop my style and how I manage the team for a remote first way. So there's probably just a bit of fear around that that I won't be good at it. Is what it mm-hmm. probably boils down to, um, which I guess kind of kind of segues into a little bit into the second point, which I forgot. So thanks for the lifeline, by the way, and jumping in. Um, 
with the business today, it feels like every decision is like moving chips all in. I don't know why, because it's technically not true, but I feel like, I guess with the business, with, with, the, with the way the business was ran historically is we'd have core business and we'd have experimental business. We would try new things and core business activities, marketing and retainers would fund our, let's test some shit and see mm-hmm. what works. And that was what was really fun as well. And that's what brands liked us for. Like we're always on the edge of what we're doing. And because that air quote safety net of retainer activity and marketing budget isn't there, you kind of go very focused on profitability, sustainability within the business. And I kind of feel like I'm like, oh shit, if we're, if we're spending this money, I need to see the ROI of it. And it kind of, it's made the whole business from a culture perspective, feeling transactional through to, through to a, what we do, I need to prove out the ROI which takes the fun out a bit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. if all of a sudden we can build core business, keep people employed, enjoy the work we do, and have this 25% time where we experiment and do cool community shit, that's taken out at the moment. That's off the table, which has just changed the dynamic from a culture. Everything's gone transactional. I think the summary is like, it just feels very black and white. All Part of, of that's down to what's going on in the world right now though, right? 100%. Like, like everyone across the world is feeling the stress people that don't have jobs are obviously feel, feeling it the worst whilst we're still in work we're kind of fighting to keep our jobs as well right yeah, so we'll the, talk at five o'clock there's just a <laughs> you can fur- furlough me if you want me <laughs> i'm not giving you the easy way out here, the dream. Big age the yeah, can you imagine that fucking pad thai <laughs> live stream daily think of the views i'd get 10 <laughs> No, but to, to your point, mate. Um, yeah, like I'm not a, bl- and that to be honest, that's like what the community elements help me with. Like I'm not a snowflake. Like other people are going through this, and there was this whole reframing thing which I'll share, which was really helpful for me from a mindset perspective. I don't know two or three months ago, probably two months ago now, and it was, yes, I know the world's on fire, uh, but Adam just. Ignore the fact uh, that you are, this is my chairman, ignore the fact that you are the CEO of Expert Trades. And someone came to you and said, hey, there's this business I need your help with. It's got these products that are built and have a bit of traction and some monthly recurring revenue. You got a really fucking cool community of trades professionals and you got a team of people that if you point, they'll follow because they trust you. And you got six months runway in the bank. Can you go make this work? I'd like roll my sleeves up and be like, fucking mm-hmm. hell yeah, mm. gift of an opportunity. Well, that's where we are. And it just came from like a reframing exercise of like, yeah, things are shit. If you go actually, because everything was really good the last few years, but just take a second, reframe and look at it and go, look at the opportunity we've got in front of us to reimagine the business. CEO 2.0, expert trades 2.0. What does that look like? Because everyone's accepting, right? Everyone is being very accepting right now of change. And I think I'm kind of getting into that mindset mm-hmm. as well. Interestingly, from the diploma I'm doing in coaching, one of the modules, module four, which is like March next year, is coaching change. I've used all the assets and the materials from that, which we're not working on just yet, but gone through that and applied it to myself. That's been really helpful. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to sharing that on the show. Nice. I'll probably actually bring that forward and share it on the mics pretty soon because some of the tools in that was really helpful to just get me at peace with what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure everybody wants to know about your coaching stuff and get an update on that as well. So, um, going in short, going well. Yeah. Um, I guess 
I think one thing is interesting because yesterday was the second module. So we started off, uh, and actually Malcolm from the community dropped me a line. Um, he's looking at doing something in coaching. So cool. Um, uh, so what it looked like, it was meant to be two days sort of immersive down in London, 48 hours with the cohort uh, kickstart. That was all done on Zoom. So 48 hours on Zoom was testing. Um, it's a long time to be on a Zoom mm. call. Um, and it's not like death by PowerPoint. It's a learner tool. And then you jump on a Zoom call with two other people. One would observe the coaching call. One would be a coach and one would be a coachee and you just rotate through in the group of three. So you'd learn a tool, apply it and give feedback and everyone would have to give two pieces of positive feedback and one one invitation for improvement as they call it. <laughs> do, you th- do you think there's anything different because the dynamic is over Zoom? Like obviously one, there's a slight nuance anyway with any video call, but does it? do you think it like changes the whole thing now that you're doing it on Zoom? Um, I've got like a limited range of experience here um, because... I've been coached in person and I'm learning to coach over Zoom. I think weirdly I prefer it. Not f- I actually prefer being in a room with people, but if I think about how I want to coach people in the future, it's probably going to be a lot over technology. Like it's going to be Zoom calls. You're less restricted. Exactly, yeah. Like I want to have that flexibility when I'm like 35, 40. I want to be able to coach from anywhere and travel a bit more. Um, from the beach. From the beach. From the beach. Another Mai Tai. So tell me about your problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, so weirdly, the, I guess the skill set that this cohort's developing because it's over Zoom kind of plays into what I actually want to do longer term. So mm. positive there as well. Um, but it's cool. I think the, the dynamic of how you learn a tool and apply it, it throws you in the deep end real quick with people you don't know. And I think one thing I learned from that so there's six, uh, sorry, 15 people in our cohort that are all doing the diploma and it's like over 12 months. It's amazing how how much camaraderie and trust you can build with people who are on a, the same journey as you. So we kind of, we opened it all up with like a, let's set, um, let's set the boundaries for what we will and won't do as part of this cohort. And we do what's called contracting. So here, here's the stuff that we will and won't do. Here's what's acceptable, here's what isn't. Mm. And as soon as you do that contracting piece of work, you then go into coaching calls and you had to you had to not pretend. So it wasn't like, oh, imagine a problem that you don't actually have mm. just so the other person can practice the tool. It's enter the call as a coachee and actually be a coachee. So race, and it was so weird how open and vulnerable you'd be with someone that you've just met two hours ago. Mm. And I'm still trying to work out why because I think there's something really powerful there. I think they know that as well, I reckon. What, the people that run the course? Because mm. that's the best way to build the connection with the with the group straight away. So there's probably a reason why From you do that From a stickiness perspective, yeah, yeah okay. It's yeah. probably a reason why that, that happens first thing. Yeah, that makes you sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because also as well, in a weird way, I mean, there's some, I'm pretty sure there's like lots of studies on this, but it's a lot of people find it easier to be more candid with strangers than they do with people that are closer to them. So... Yeah. You know, it's probably those two things combined makes for a good course opener. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, it worked. It was like super impactful, um, yeah. which was good. Interestingly as well, because I'm... Well, we, we know about that as well from just all being in the same room with people from the network when that happened last year. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, that's a good point. You know, we, we none of us knew each other and we all... Look now at me now. So yeah, I know, bring, <laughs> bring some slides. It was guys. basically yeah. uh, bring some slides, tell us your problems, you're in the hot seat and everyone yeah. came and yeah. threw themselves into it vulnerable honest open and then we're all still 
Best yeah, yeah. now, aren't we? Chatting on live streams every yeah. Tuesday. I mean, it's yeah, a really, awesome. really good point. I think one of the things that I made a mistake with um, was, so yesterday I did module two of the coaching and I try and be at home for that. Uh, but I was in the office just because I haven't stuff going on at home. That makes it sound negative. I've got building work going on at home. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that back in the headphones. I'm like... That makes it sound really negative. Yeah, well, you got stuff going on at yeah. home now. You just hung up on your wife. <laughs> um, so I, 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 the the quietest space I could find was at work, and I realised that was just a terrible experience because I couldn't get out of work mode. I was just always in. But in short, really enjoying it. Um, I was going to doc. So here's here's something. I was going to document what I was learning all the way throughout, um, and I kind of realised that's probably a little bit dangerous. Why? Um, because I think with me just relaying what I'm learning without any substance or context behind it, as I learn it, won't make any sense. So what I'm trying to do instead is... What, sorry, what was the purpose of the documentation? So I, my goal was I was going to like document what I was learning through coaching and then drip out mm. little shows so I could help the audience and say, oh, I've actually learned this tool. That, like, like onto the podcast? Yeah. Um, but I realize it's probably like a pretty poor experience for a user because they're going to get random thoughts. So what I'm doing every module, I'm making like a summary and I'm going to talk about the summary and I'm actually looking to sort of like share that with you guys so you Sweet. can ask questions and that yeah. can be more like an interview style like this, uh, which is what it fucking feels like uh, with the way that you guys are sat. Um, but talking through that in more detail. So that that is coming. But the way that I started it, it was bad audio. Bad tape, as they'd say in the game. Um, so that's me. Did you start it? Did you start recording? Did one episode. I'll share that with you. Yeah. Did one episode. It was just uh, lots of me flicking through the iPad. I'm like, well, this thing came up. One sec, let me just bolt the... <laughs> and it was just that. And I'm like, There's a visual diagram here. Yeah, let me explain that to you. It's like when you you just learn something, but you haven't learned it. I was just regurgitating slides because there was no context there. So, you know what I mean? I'm, like, I'm just talking through these slides. Somebody reading slides. It's like an audio. <laughs> Guys, if you want to subscribe to somebody reading coaching slides to you, you know where to go. So what I'm doing now, I've, I've got to go through and have a certain number of coaches as part of the diploma. When I apply some of the tools, like uh, the, uh, the Wheel of Work and stuff like this, which are some of the tools that you're given, I will apply it and share the experience of what that application looks like. In yeah, life. I suppose it's nice to have like a story behind it as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, rather than right. just the slides. Uh, <laughs> what does so, this point mean again? Oh yeah, that was this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Let me just look at my you notes. Could just, you, could just, you, could, you, you could just hear the... You probably can't pick that up on the mic, but it's just scrolling through Notable. Um, how about you guys? I've done a lot of talking. What's going on? H, what's, the, what's the last few months look like for you, mate? Bleak. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, same old, same old. The main thing for me was, I know that during the first lockdown, um, we still worked, so we just carried on as normal, but I saw loads of, apart from the fact loads of people had the opportunity to really enjoy the sunshine while we're grafting in the office. Um, Sorry, would you prefer 80% pay? <laughs> Don't answer that, actually. <laughs> I think everyone right now is like, <laughs> I mean, if you do the maths, um... But yeah, so this time with lockdown 2.0 and it, it's not, I mean, it's not really lockdown, is it? You can still get to the supermarket and buy anything and everything you need. I hope Boris ain't listening. Um, it definitely seems to be not like the first one. The only thing that's shut is like independent shops. And, everything else is and gyms. fully operational. And gyms, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and pubs. 
I saw a little tear roll down his eye then when you think about it. Oh, that come tear on, had weather spoons just in it. <laughs> I just, I just when does that end? Is it next week? Second of December. Yeah, next week technically. I think we're going into a tier system, not to make this a political show. Anyway, but, um, to bring it back around, guys, I thought I'd had... So let me take the listeners back on a journey. So way back when there was a casual idea to um because my dad does like pasties at festivals and things like that and obviously there's all sorts of food stalls and stuff like this anyway I had pasties a, like cornish pasties, cornish pasties yeah. genuine cornish pasties as well oh, right. genuine imported classes imported uh technically <laughs> i mean be, i don't think you can use the word technically and then go mm? <laughs> 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 well they are actually cornish pasties because they're made in cornwall is that all that's the that, def- that means? That's the definition of a Cornish pasty. You cannot... Could it be any type of pasty You could You could import all the ingredients from France. But could it be like a... But if it's like not... A, like a cheese and bean pasty, and it, you could still call it a Cornish pasty. If it's me- if you are in the the borders of Cornwall... If Cornish hands rolled that pastry... Not even Cornish hands. It just what? needs to be in <laughs> Cornwall. You need to just be in Cornwall. If you're the other side of the border, basically, and you make a pasty, it's a Cornish pasty. Yeah, you could have all the ingredients... Ingredients from Cornwall, but make it outside the border, and it's not a Cornish pasty. I think, we but need, you could. I think we need a fact check on this. I'm not <laughs> sure Google it, guys. Criteria. Whoever's listening, Google is a Cornish pasty Cornish if it's not made in Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully expect. Yeah. I'm fully Quick, expecting. Guys, <laughs> Google it fast. <laughs> Stephen, this one's for you. <laughs> that is fact, though, and I'm sticking to it until I'm proven wrong. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's bring this train back on track guys come on we've been here for 26 minutes um so i so there was a passing comment made like oh we should because i don't know if you know guys i've been i've been thailand and uh, while we're over there they, they're big on street food and stuff like that mm-hmm. so there was a passing comment made way back prior to all this was like two two three years ago like, oh, it must be, you could almost like set up a pad thai stand at a festival dead easy blah 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 anyway that was like the as far as it went and then end of first lockdown looking back at stuff from like gary v and things like that there was stuff where he was like this is the perfect opportunity if you furloughed and stuff just i don't know fire something up on instagram and just say hey i don't know how to do this but i'm gonna learn how to do it and i thought oh yeah i should have done something like that (laughs) (laughs) um and then we had lockdown 2.0 i thought fuck it i'm doing it i'm making pad ties and that's kind of where that's as far as it's been it's been about four weeks um but i've been making pad ties nearly daily now we've been streaming it as well I've been streaming on, it every, on the interwebs every friday search for well search for me right <laughs> search now for Harry <laughs> search, for, search for Harry much uh but soon you'll need to search for the pad tie guy um like it uh but yeah pretty much i don't want to say nailed the process, but I now know how to make a pad thai. <laughs> Good, because I'm with, a subscriber. With, with relative ingredients. Uh, yeah, so I've got customers, I guess. So for me, that is like the only thing that's really a new. Big ups to you on. on that though, man. It's I cool. think it's, uh, it takes a lot of guts to like live stream to your Facebook friends on a Friday night just making a pad thai and just having crack with that for 30 minutes. Like yeah, I, mm. I, I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't. Well, that's like the essence of this show, which is like back to the old war cry, mm-hmm. which is take action or unsubscribe. Yeah. Uh, super impressed with that. You know, I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just the fact you're doing it; the food is actually really good. Thank you um, very much. And I'm, uh, I'm kind of gone back to my creature of habit days. I'm just five days a week pad thai right now. By the way, but <laughs> to, to, we've talked about this a, pre- a few times, like privately. But like in terms of, like fear stops a lot of people from mm-hmm. doing things. Like that is genuinely something that a lot of people would be scared to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they would not want to go. Fair live. judgment. 
yeah, to, to their Facebook friends. And I'd be guilty of that. I don't think I would, you know. So I, I've got mad respect for you for doing that because it may seem like a simple thing, mm-hmm. but it's not. A lot of people would struggle with that. So, so what, what to, on that note, it was quite interesting because part of the reason nothing happened in the first lockdown was because I didn't connect the dots to like, sure, I could do something and stream it and learn it, whatever, but I didn't know what the thing was. Yeah, It just happened to be that we had another conversation and I thought about what what was it that I didn't learn to do in the first lockdown, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that I could have like learned, I know, how to produce music because Logic was free for a bit. I opened that. Uh, I opened that up once and looked at it and thought, stuff that, because that's like a massive, you know what I mean? I'd rather improve my video editing skills rather yeah. than learn that, because it wasn't really super applicable to anything. <laughs> Not that bad times <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, I was like, so I, I couldn't zero in on the thing that I was like, yeah, I want to learn that and I actually want to sort of stick to it because I can see it benefiting me in one way or another. Um, but then when I finally thought about the pad tie, I thought, oh, what was it about that accuracy? Like you just said the what, logic specifically. Thing. Yeah, like the logic, the logic thing was like this isn't applicable. No thanks, it's hard work. What was it about pad thai that actually got you to take some action? I think it was probably because uh, so with logic it would have purely been like another hobby. Like I'd rather just play on my Xbox a bit more or something. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, whereas with the pad thai thing, I think there's more of a uh, a viable option to at least make a small amount of money from it. Yeah, and I thought, well, so if this worked out and actually got legs and went somewhere, it could actually result in something that <laughs> brings in a return rather than rather than just spending more of my time doing yet another thing that I'm never going to be best in the world at. Let's just make food and hopefully make some money from it. You could find a way to have some fun and yeah. actually create some value. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Rather than so, just another thing that you're okay at. Yeah, and what and one of the things at the moment which I I realize because you you asked me earlier today, Sam, is like what what's what's it what's global domination look like? And yeah. I think the reason I was like the reason I keep kind of just being wishy washy with it is because I think it's it feels weird to because I didn't necessarily think I I am going to make this into a business. Mm-hmm. That's not been my train of thought. So I think that's why it's a little bit like, oh, you know, well, I'm just going to see how it goes and stream on Facebook a few times and whatever. So I think that's where I'm at right now is I need to be like, okay, if we, if we, I'm actually going to at least make a bit of money from it, I need to just think about that. But I think that's what I've learned with you from a personality perspective is like if, if you had a plan for world domination, you'd apply, you'd get in your own head a lot about it mm-hmm. and then you... It be, wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah, whereas what you need to do for your personality is like, well, what's the next thing I want to try with this? Mm-hmm. And then you'll see a bit of traction... And like you kind of like the way I, this is weird. Uh, the way I kind of see you, I, I don't know the, the the kids' story book or whatever it is the nursery rhyme. But is it where they're walking through the woods and they're finding the little sweets and they end up at like the witch's house? Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. I kind of feel like what you need is the breadcrumbs of traction to keep you moving. So having yeah. little bits of traction keep you motivated. Whereas mm-hmm. if it was a big fucking global domination plan, yeah, it'd be like. Fuck that! I'm gonna go yeah, play Xbox. I, 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 for for whatever reason, it's almost like off-putting to think where the end result could be and thinking what that looks like because there's like a disconnect of. But that's not like the next step. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I think what's really well, I think <laughs> that's a really interesting point though for anybody that's listening, listening isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like work out what is. So that's where me and you are like directly opposite. Mm-hmm. Is like I want to know like what is the 
global domination plan. And yeah, I, I said to you, I'm thinking about making pad ties. And you're like, cool, let's get your Facebook page, branding, logo, business. <laughs> Go Carlos like, subscription, send me a link, I'll like, subscribe. Whoa, I've just bought the noodles. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think there's no right or wrong there. It's working out what's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, and I guess for people listening, is if there's something that you are toying with, work out what is the thing that's going to motivate you to mm-hmm. take some action and do it. And try and have a bit of fun with it, eh? That's one 100%. of the things I've seen that yeah. you, you, you've, with you, you just, you've just been having a laugh with it, you know? Yeah. It's been, it's been good for, <laughs> weirdly enough, <Yeah. laughs> weirdly enough, like at eight o'clock on a Friday night, you've got like 50 people tuning in, watching you cook. Oh, it's not just that, it's not just that, because I'm part of a Facebook, I'm, I'm part of a WhatsApp group with like 15 other trades. And at one point I see a photo of him and he's like, is anyone else watching the Pad Thai guy? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, and it's you. Um, I love the fact you're doing mm. it. Um, I think keep finding those little bits of traction, and one day we'll uh, we'll dominate the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the food. First subscriber, one. I've, I've asked for a t-shirt when I hit 100 uh, 100 one. meals. Uh, <laughs> customer number one, um, Wilcox. Yep. What's going on with you, mate? Um, no pressure after following that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a lot, really. I've just been focused on the business. Um. Yeah, it's been like, it's been a testing time for everybody, hasn't it? This year, so like at the first most of the year has been, um, just figuring out how to deal with with the situation, and then I think after the first lockdown ended, um, luckily for me, I'm in a business where you know I'm prime positioned to, um, take ad- take advantage of the situation in a weird way. And it doesn't sound great to say take advantage, but you know what no, I, I mean. Bad, yeah, you know yeah I mean? of course. So like I help people with transforming their sales processes into a more digital way, right? So into a more digital fashion. So um, with everything moving online and everybody getting into Zoom and, you know, everybody's nan understanding what Zoom is nowadays, you know, that just kind of plays into to, to my business and what we do. Mm-hmm. So we had a little bit of down period in... Um, yeah, in like the middle of the year when everything, when, when we were thick in lockdown. But then after that, uh, we've had the best year ever, even even during. When when you say situation. down period, was that just like new leads coming through and things like that? Well, everything just kind of stopped. Everything got kind of like put on pause. Okay. So we had like contracts pending. Um, everything got paused and mm-hmm. cancelled. Um, so we had like a couple, like a few months in the middle there where just nobody was doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. nobody was doing anything, understandably, because everybody was trying to figure out what was going on. But after that. Um, it just bounced back massively, and it's just been a it's been it's been a, it's been a ride since then, really. <clears throat> so business has been going good. I've just been focusing on that. I've been going through a lot of personal stuff this year that um, I've been dealing with, so kind of getting a hold of that. And then um, I've managed to find a little bit of joy, which you guys will know about. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Go. Strap in. <laughs> <laughs> The joy of Pokemon cards. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm talking about, Adam. So, yeah. So, I know I've been finding like little things like that to kind of keep me entertained during this period. I'm hesitant to ask more questions about Pokemon. Like leading questions because I want to get the answers out of you. I've got a feeling there'll probably be a sideshow or a new podcast made in the future, uh, which is like how one man spent £10,000 on Pokemon cards in, in 12 months. Like the stories that we can unfold from that show. Um it's yes. good fun though, man. I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia associated with it. Um, anybody that kind of knows anything about 
Pokemon cards or just is any pays any kind of attention to YouTube, which is where I spend a lot of time. I don't really watch much TV and stuff like that. I'm kind of on YouTube a lot. And um, that's that's kind of exploded um, Pokemon cards for generally kind of like, th- it seems like 30 to 40-year-olds. Yeah. Um, the nostalgia has been kicking in hard and people have been spending a lot of money on them. And it's in a, in a weird way, the, what, the thing that makes it super interesting is it's kind of like a mini stock market. Yeah, I which agree. is <laughs> So you've been trying to get me into the stock market for a little while and I've been... <laughs> And I've been. Just show like, no, me a Charizard. No, me, yeah. uh, what is that? What is that? Umbreon, let's go. Yeah, what is that? What is that? Red and green lines. It's all over the show. I don't understand it. But now I'm kind of like learning about the stuff <laughs> in market, an indirect way, in yeah, a yeah. second hand way through Pokemon cards, which is really weird. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been good for me. I mean, it's been a it's been an eventful year for sure. But um, I'm good. I'm riding high on work stuff. We've had the best year ever. I'm, I'm feeling massively focused in in work and where everything's going right now um yeah couldn't be happier really nice yeah that's cool um is there anything else anyone wants to speak about before i i've got to put like a shameless request into the audience at this point but this is a personal one for me shameless um anything else you guys want to cover off before I yeah, wrap if anybody's up? got any pokemon cards in their uh, <laughs> attic and they want to sell them let me know <laughs> give you a fiver <laughs> h anything from you no, mate. Just uh, stay tuned and keep an eye on the Pad Thai guy. Love it. Um, two things, actually, from me, guys. If you're if you're a new listener to the show or you've been around for a while and you've been lurking, do me a favor, specifically for this show, stop whatever you're doing and head over to, hopefully you're listening on, a, on an Apple phone so you can head over to the podcast player. Leave us that review and let us know you've listened to this show. Um, we want to hear from more people of the audience. We want to really get reconnected with the listeners of the show. That's a real focus for me. One thing that, we, that I would think would be good for us to do is um, if we if if people can ask questions in the reviews. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, because be cool. then we can read them out. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know? I like that. Yeah, you can email us and all that kind of stuff. But you know, you may as well leave us a review while you're there. <laughs> we, we, we keep changing the email every every time we feel like <laughs> well, it. Well, don't say so. that because I've actually I've actually got a request that involves email. Um, oh my god! This is a shameless, uh, shameless one that's nothing to do with the podcast, really. Um, it's it's an ask, guys. If you listen to the show and I don't have a personal relationship with you, if I know you or you're in the network, this is not applicable to you. I have to get circa ten coaches over the next twelve months, and I can't imagine a better pool of people to work with than listen to the show because you'll at least know who I am and what I'm about, and nothing I say or do will shock you. Um, and it's a learning curve for me. Um, and I need people that I don't have an existing relationship with. So I thought I'd try this mm-hmm. show as a, as a channel. Um, so for that, um, if you're interested in just learning what that is, it's probably um, a one-hour meeting with me every six to eight weeks, um, potentially every month, depending on where you're at. Um, completely free of charge. It's just for me to help me with my diploma and practice my coaching tools. Uh, if this sounds interesting, or if you have a relationship with me and you know someone that this may benefit, send them this show. Tell them to listen to it so they get a feel for who we Hit are. Hit subscribe. Hit subscribe. <laughs> um, but guys, if that's of interest at all, please email me. Uh, let's go with adam at nbs.fm. That's adam at nbs.fm. This out, direct line to Adam Callow. And that's blessed. <laughs> blessed. Um, and that's it from me, guys. I am um, just just on that. By the way, like I know that sometimes, like I've listened to shows before where people have asked to, for people to email in, and you often think oh, they'll already they'll pick someone else anyway. I would just if if you think if that's of interest to you, definitely just send an email in. 
appreciate that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Everyone, those emails is going to get read, and everyone's going to get replied to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every single one of those, I'll, I'm more than happy to jump on a call with just to see if it's a fit. Yeah, it's really important for me, um, and I think it could be really fun for for me and uh, you if you're interested, guys. Um, that's it from me. I've I've loved this. I actually, in terms of like, what's the change in season five? Probably no specific changes. You might not see as many Thursday interview shows. Um, that they should come back, but maybe not every week. That's one. Still figuring that. Out. Still working that out. I love this dynamic. I think the three of us on the mics creates a really fun dynamic. Sam just lent back a little bit then, but I thought I'd just say that one on the mics. So guys, when you leave that review, um, just comment how much you've enjoyed having Sam on the show. And Guys, gonna love you or leave you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and over to H to do official sign off in case I miss anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Have I got an agreed sign-off now? <laughs> I didn't know you were going to throw me. seal of approval on it, my friend. Um, yeah, if you've got any other questions, email uh, startupdiary at nbs.fm. Uh, and if you're interested in the network, are we opening that up at the moment or what's what's the sitch? Maybe maybe in the next week or two. We're yeah. taking another 10, maybe. Not let's right just, now. <laughs> let's discuss that let's off the bike. Ju- okay, let's just <laughs> yeah, te- yeah, yeah, tease that yeah, one. Yeah, let's, yeah. There's a teaser. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's talk. I was like trying to have the meaningful conversations at the end of the show. <laughs> I love you for that, H. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that on the uh, future show. But I think, I think we're at a point now we want to grow it a little bit. Yeah. Um, seems to be going well. New so faces, so new faces. stay tuned. New faces are always good. <laughs>